You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Once again, the issue of migrants entering the country at irregular crossings is front and center. Conservatives are calling for a review of our security screening process after reports of screening failures that resulted in people with criminal records being allowed into Canada. Meanwhile, an investigation by lawyer Richard Curlin reported that thousands of refugee claimants are living in Canada without having been fully cleared by national security. And that, of course, is being attributed to a massive backlog. The internal government report shows that the number of asylum seekers awaiting clearance has grown sevenfold between 2016 and 2018 in just two years. And as of last February, Canada Border Services Agency had over 11,700 asylum seekers in the queue for security assessment. And that's up from just under 1,700 two years earlier. Um, We have three experts weighing in on this. We've got Pierre-Paul Hus, who is the Shadow Minister for Public Safety and Emergency Preparedness. Richard Curlin, Policy Analyst and and, uh, Immigration Lawyer, uh, who uh, got that uh, Freedom of Information report. And Jean-Pierre Fortin, who is the national president of the Customs and Immigration Union. Welcome to all of you. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Uh, so let's start with Jean-Pierre Fortin. Uh, what's your t- take on this? This directly affects your members. Well, obviously, we would like to see more resources at, at the border. Uh, obviously, the situation of August 2017, that, that's actually where everything started. Uh, when you have, like, in, in certain days, way more than 500 uh, the demands for asylum seekers, obviously, we were not expected or staff uh, at the time when this happened to, to actually face this. So uh, in light of the numbers that I'm seeing, not too surprised. Uh, we have to keep also in mind, and I want to be very clear, like things like today on Roxham Road, where was the main corridor where asylum seekers were coming uh, across. That's in Quebec. And, and they, they, they were, there is right now an office there with a staff with RCMP. And, and we're getting approximately 50 to 60 of them a day. Yeah, even so that, in this... that is the situation. So the 50 and 60 come across there on Roxham Road, and then they are being uh, yeah, they are being handed to our officers who actually open the files. One of the the things that we've been asking for is, and what used to to happen be, before 2017 when we had less requests, obviously, uh, is the fact that we we had our own officers at the land border that was a, uh, opening up the files and following up from A to Z the entire file. So we were it, it, they were being done extremely thoroughly when they were coming uh, uh, across the country. Right now. 
what's, what's taking place. In most cases, our officers are adjourning the demand, and then uh, asylum seekers immediately after are being sent in Montreal or other places where they have to, to wait in queue, as you mentioned there, uh, to go back, finalize uh, the file. In other words, like they had to go back and, and be interviewed. And then after a, a waiting queue to appear in front of the commission uh, of the refugee. Okay, so that's the situation now. Let's bring in uh, Pierre-Paul Hus. Um, uh, what do you say what has to be done? Good afternoon, everyone. So the points uh, Mr. Fallen just uh, told us is uh, very important because, you know, for the last two years and maybe two years and a half now, we ask and ask and ask again to Justin Trudeau and his government to answer the question. And the problem is they just uh, said in the House of Commons, oh, the conservative just uh, made some fear-mongering, you know. They, they don't, just don't want to answer that simply question, what's going on with these people. And then, so Mr. Fallon just told us that at the beginning, the, um, the asylum seekers was, the, the, the CBSA should have more time to process the file, but now don't have time, don't have resources. And so it's very, uh, you know, Canadians are legitimately concerned about the lack of screening of illegal border crossers, and it's why we, we're still asking government to, to answer this question. Richard Curlin, uh, you found this as a result of a freedom of information request, but, but you're saying that uh, the biggest security threats are being found. Can you explain that, please? Yeah, sure. Uh, we, we know there are bad people, and uh, the thing is, if you want to have a strong border, you have to pay to have a strong border. The good thing in this is that the most important security risk from terror or war criminals, organized crime, does occur now by CBSA using biometric technology uh, and running the biometric technology against information databases held by the United States, Britain, and other uh, like-minded nations to identify the most significant security risks from terror, war criminals, organized crime. What this means is that, frankly, the politicians here are making the executive decision to let more bad people spend even longer periods of time in our streets with a growing backlog of security cases instead of spending the money now to reduce the backlog. They know full well in this report that out of 24,000 cases, uh, there were 58 unfavorable. And, and it's not high-level uh, terror. These are individuals that may have extensive history for theft. And that's what the report is all about. We are safe. Make no mistake about that. That biometric security net is there and it works. It's fully functioning. But the political choice is to take the risk of some bad people doing bad things in Canada for longer periods of time than before 2017. And someone's got to open their eyes. If you see a large intake at our borders, uh, as we did witness in Quebec, it's like a chicken and a python. You've got a resource, CBSA, 
to do its job of protecting Canada and reducing the risk to all Canadians. Uh, Paul, Richard, uh, I, I just, sorry to interrupt, it just I know that uh, yep. Jean-Pierre Fortin has to go and I want to bring him in on this. Jean-Pierre Fortin, uh, before we let you go, do you agree that your officers are still able to ferret out the biggest security and organized crime risks because of this uh, you information? You know what, from- our officers are doing a very good job, as your previous speaker had mentioned. And, and I just want to highlight the fact about the, the, the uh, biometric security. You know, uh, biometrics is, is, is good, don't get me wrong, but it's certainly not there to, to replace our officers. It, it's doing a, an extremely, you know, it, it's, help, it's helping us, like, like the computer system is helping us. But we have put forward a solution to, to increase the vigilance at the border as, as of now. Because the problem of asylum seekers and, and immigration is not something that will go away in the near future. It is the reality of what our officers got to deal with. And, and one of the solutions that we had put forward, uh, so far we, we, we've been extremely lucky that most of the asylum seekers have been crossing to Roxham Road. But, but we need to prepare and we need, CBSA need to increase the vigilance in between ports of entry now. And we had suggested to the CBSA that we should create also a border patrol to enforce the legislation at the border. Like I said, to increase the vigilance. You so need more that, officers? That's certainly that... an, an important point that I want to highlight here. Uh, so are you saying you need more people? We would need more people, obviously, because if another wave of asylum seekers would actually come in the country like it did in 2017, I, I think we remain vulnerable here with, with the, uh, the lack of resources at, at the border. Okay. Um, Jean-Pierre Fortin, I know that you have to go. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, Libby, on the show. I'm really sorry. Maybe okay. we can speak at another time. I'm sure uh, we will. <laughs> However, we continue with our other two guests. And um, Pierre-Paul Hus, uh, first of all, do you agree that the highest level of screening for terror, for organized crime, is in fact being done uh, in a satisfactory way? Do you agree with that? I think the, our CBSC agents do, do, does the, the best they can with the, what they have. But the problem is when we don't have information, like for, for people, you know, mm. people who came from the U.S., like the mostly the Haitians, these people live in the U.S., so it's, we have some information from the U.S. Uh, department uh, we can share with them. But the people who came from Nigeria, they took a plane, uh, land in New York, and goes through uh, the border by uh, Roxham Road, and most most time, these people don't have any paper with them. They don't. They don't want to bring anything. So we don't have any information from FBI or CIA whatsoever. And it's very difficult for our guys to identify these people and then be sure they don't have any uh, any um, you know criminal records. So my question, and I would like to have Mr. Ford on the line, but my question still: What's happened with people who? where we can have a good information from uh, our system. So our, uh, the, at the beginning, I know there was sent to a, a place in Laval, Quebec, near Montreal, a prison. They, they kept the, the, the bad guys or, or, or people where we don't have enough inform- information uh, at this place. But I think the government, the uh, liberals, don't want to, to have people in the prison. So that kind of question we have. And 
this is not about fear-mongering. It's just about the fact that Canadians just want to know what's going on. And I, I know, like Mr. Fortin told us, there is a, a lack of resources, and uh, it's um, we, they need more people, of course, but also they need to have a government who will say that we must change things, like the third safe country agreement. We asked for a change. They don't want so-and-so-and-so, you know? Okay, uh, before we uh, bring Richard in to respond to that, I want to give the numbers out again, and people, be patient. We are going to get to your calls, believe me. The numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. I'm talking to MP Pierre-Paul Hus, who is the Shadow Conservative Minister for Emergency Preparedness and Public Safety, and Richard Curlin, who is... Uh, an immigration lawyer and a policy analyst who pulled all these numbers about people who have not had full screening. And uh, Richard, on the one hand, uh, you're saying that the highest level of screening is being done, but uh, we just heard uh, Pierre Paul say that uh, there are lots of people who are coming in and there is no information on them. Well, lots of people. There, we, it's impossible to provide guarantees. It's the nature of the business. And, and mentioning Nigeria, the, 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 the threat uh, of something coming in from Nigeria to Canada is likely at the lowest end of the risk scale. What should be done is the consideration of solutions cost-effective solutions. I disagree we should hire more CBSA officers to be quote-unquote vigilant at the border. We need more technology, not bodies. And there are cost-effective ways of tracking people who present identity problems. Instead of spending full-time employment, a salary for a CBSA officer, you can slap an electronic bracelet on the ankle of an individual who poses an identity problem. And so there are cost-effective ways of dealing this. And if, dealing if they with take this. the bracelet off and disappear um, well, it, it's into... It's like a, a, a very famous cases right here in Canada, right here in Vancouver, where you have Huawei CFO. Uh, if you do tinker with that electronic bracelet, alarms go off. So it's very clear that the, the system does function. Uh, you, you can also do the politically necessary thing to do, which is this. If because of American policy and immigration, Trump policy, you can anticipate what we call a Trump trampoline. You're going to have a huge intake in a short period of time of claimants. You've got to pay the bill for that. You can't allow a backlog to fester and grow. You have to face the reality that we have a sudden intake that's unlikely going to be repeated in future years and deal with it. What Why is doing it? Is managing uh, I, I want to bring in uh, Pierre Paul Us. Um, would you be? Uh, what would if you were in government? How would you be dealing with this? And and uh, I'm curious why, why Richard is saying that they, you wouldn't have that in other years. You'd have it as long as Trump is there, presumably, if it's a Trump thing. No, I know that you talk about Trump's, uh, but you know you have to remember too Justin Trudeau's tweet. Eh? Some a lot of people say, oh, no, no, that's. A, that, that tweet don't do uh, don't did anything, uh, but that that's that's wrong. Uh, I mean, you know, 
the first thing I think we must change the third safe contract agreement. We called for this uh, for more than a year, a year now. Uh, the agreement, uh, it's why people cross the border at Truxham Road or in uh, somewhere else in Manitoba, you know, Emerson, because there's a, a loophole in that agreement. So if we change the agreement, if we have a negotiation with the states, maybe they won't want to, they don't want to, to change it because for the, the states, is they have 11 millions of people who, illegal, who live illegally in the state. So they said, oh, okay, you, you can have some of there's people in your country, but the point is we have to to uh, protect our sovereignty, our borders, and this is a point we have to change. There's different view on this, but for us, I think we must change it. Then after that, we have to uh, to manage. We have some problem with CBSC, yes, but also with the immigration uh, uh, minister department. There's so many files to manage, actually. It's why there's a, there's a backlog. And also the other problem, the uh, government, Mr. Trudeau said this, the illegal border crosser is not on the same uh, path of Ill- the legal one, but that's not true. In the, the Star paper this morning, we can see that there's a problem, too, for people who want to come to legally in Canada. So, you know, it's not uh, it's not easy to solve, but the the most important for me and for the conservative is to have answer from government. And actually, they don't want to say anything. Uh, let's take a call from Keith in Rochester. Hi, Keith. Yes, from an American. We had high illegal counts before Trump ever came on the scene. The problem was the politicians kicking the can down the road. And this is a clarion call I want to make to Canadians. If you don't want to get into our bind, you've got to streamline that system. The problem is the taxpayer pinch. Uh, you were commenting on lack of resources, or maybe you think you have them, but these people are coming in, these immigrants, and they simply want to come in economically, and it's going to change you as it's already changed us. And you're going to have to take that warning from us Americans. You don't want to get in the bind that we find ourselves in. Okay, Keith, thanks for that. Uh, well, uh, it's true, uh, some of them are economic migrants, and uh, there's a whole issue that people who are waiting patiently in the normal way to try to come into Canada or bring their family into Canada are, are really miffed about this. Uh, Richard, I'm sure you encounter that in your practice. Well, absolutely, and the thing is this. The reason Canada doesn't have the American nightmare is that we planned for it. We resourced our border. We actually had a border where the American southern border was porous. So the Americans created their own problems. Canada didn't. We win. And the, the, even with a bad tweet by um, uh, Mr. Trudeau the Younger, uh, that was counteracted a year and two after the bad tweet with Canada sending its ministers into the source area to say, here's the truth on social media, here's the truth to community organizations, don't come because you're going to leave. And that's what happened. So I think it's a toothpaste too. Uh, the people who are in precarious immigration situations uh, got squeezed by uh, presidential words, and that uh, toothpaste came up into the Canadian border. I don't think it's going to be repeated because the worst ones in most jeopardy have already voted with their feet. And, and, uh, uh, but still, the government has to pay the bill to reduce that backlog. They've given uh, about $100 million to Quebec. They've given tens of millions to the Immigration Refugee Board, where CBSA's money. Uh, Pierre-Paul Us, uh, will money solve this problem? 
Uh, not only the money. Actually, we need money because we have a problem to solve. But you know, it will cost uh, for Canadians, not just not government, but all Canadians have to pay for this more than one billion for the the three years. So it's a lot of money. But yes, we still have to to. to put we need money, but we also we need good solution. And actually, is the question, what, what are the best solutions to solve the problem? And, and then, uh, do you agree that we're not going to see this influx again? I think actually, like Mr. Fallen told us, uh, say that there's uh, each single day we have. 50 and 60 people across the border at Roxham Road in Quebec. And it's still the same for the last years and a half. So I don't know. There's a lot of people organized in the States and somewhere else in the world. The uh, people who pay for to have, uh, you know, they bring the, the smugglers, to pay smugglers to bring them to the, the border. So uh, we must uh, do something else because if we still have uh, so many people are here, uh, the system will be more than broken. Okay, uh, Richard Curlin, what would you like to leave us with? Well, just take into consideration that Canada has literally over 200 million entries a year, and we're getting 50, 60 crossers in Quebec a day. So, unless you want nine-hour lineups at border points, just go with it. We're a free democratic society that has signed an international refugee protection. Four out of those ten people are being accepted as convention refugees because they fear persecution. This is a transaction cost, and the government has to pay the transaction bill. Okay, and uh, Pierre-Paul Us, what would you like to leave us with? Change the third safe country agreement and told us these people, if they live in the United States, they have to ask asylum over there. And uh, this is not the way to come in Canada. If you want to come in Canada, ask your place like the other one. Okay. Thank you both so much. Uh, I'm sure that this issue is not going away, uh, shaping up to be a major election issue. Thank you to Richard Curland and MP Pierre-Paul Hus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 